friends, welcome back to the Wild at Heart podcast here in the week of June 27th. And before we jump in uh, with a surprise today, I wanna thank everyone for your support. We are a nonprofit. We're a crowdfunded mission here in the world, rescuing a lot of hearts and souls around the globe. And it's because of you, friends, it's because of your support. So just a huge thank you. And um, you can support us on our website, on our app. You can give online. Thank you for helping us rescue hearts. So last week, it was Alex, Alan, Jamie, and I in the studio talking about the reality of low tanks, low reserves, the cascade effect of the last two years in everybody's lives. And we turned off, you know, we finished the recording, turned off the mics, but then we kept talking. And we actually started coming to some really important realizations. <laughs> so they're back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Jamie. Hi, everyone. Welcome back, Alan. Hello. Alex. Yeah, that happened because other people weren't going to be listening to what we said. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that. There is some truth to that. So, yeah, it was so good and it was so relevant to, you know, what we're talking about. And then it kept going because then we had a staff prayer time the following week and that was really meaningful. And so we're back for part two. Uh, of a conversation that we didn't know was going to have two parts to it. If you are just joining us, you might want to go back and listen to part one now, but you don't have to. We, we were just talking about how even mature people who are well-grounded in their spiritual life, who make good decisions, are finding themselves pretty tapped out these days. And I think, you know, the analogy that a friend of ours used well, it was Lisa Beck, uh, who speaks at our Captivating Events, wife of Brad, our executive director, had gone through, praise God, a successful round of chemo a number of years ago for her cancer. But she was saying that this is like chemo, that just because it's over, mm -hmm. it ain't over. Mm -hmm. Like, then you have to recover from the chemotherapy. Right. which was helping you recover from the cancer. So we're in that period now, the the last two years, now it's recovery and people are discovering, whoa, wait a second. Yeah, and Lisa, when she said, but even though it's not over for her, the rest of the world assumes it's over for her and thinks she should be moving on as well or is moving on. And so it was that sense of, yeah, the chemo was hard, but actually the aftermath that nobody sees or that mm -hmm. nobody understands yeah. is harder in some ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just to clarify, in case you're concerned about Lisa right now, she's well. That yeah. was a number <laughs> of years ago. But yeah, the chemo analogy really caught my attention because it's what it feels like. This feels bodily mm -hmm. as well as soul and spirit. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we've got the microphones turned off. And then Alex, you got the conversation going by saying, hey, I'm actually coming to a realization about yeah. some embarrassment. Yeah. So as we were talking, John, I was just realizing I'm not doing as well as I think I should be doing. And part of that is a little circumstantial of we really are intentional to try to walk well 
in these seasons. And as a team, we, we were really intentional knowing what the last two years was bringing to us. Our team was really intentional to, to try to live well and to try to try to take care of our reserves and try to, you know, care for our souls and have a pace that would allow us to live as well as we could during all of that. And I was just realizing I, I'm, I'm actually, I feel guilty that I'm not doing as well as I think I should be. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it's, it's a little, it's embarrassing because I, you know, I feel like I've had a, a heads up, a leg up. I, sh- I should have, you know, what didn't I do right? Because I should be doing well now. And, and I think the aha for me, even in that is, wow, if I'm feeling that and, and I think I did live pretty well, pretty paced, um, throughout the last couple of years. Um, but it's had a toll and, and I, and I find myself not having the patience, the, um, empathy, the, some of the characteristics of my life that feel pretty core to me, Mm -hmm. um, that in some ways come natural to me a lot of the time aren't coming natural to me nowadays. Yeah. And I feel bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. That was really insightful that in addition to the weariness, there's guilt mm-hmm. or shame mm-hmm. or a sense of personal inadequacy, which only further isolates, yes. mm-hmm. right? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want yeah. to tell people how I'm really doing because right. everybody else seems to be fine. And also I ought to be the guy who is doing well. Yep. I'm the wild at heart guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> of anybody. Yes. I should be doing great. Yes. And, and I'm not. Yes. Well, di- you were describing to me how you're handling this current week, a busy week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like there's a lot going on this week and and I just, I can't, I can't think about the whole week. Like I'm, I'm chunking it up. And so it's one thing at a time and that's all I can think about and that's all I can concentrate on. And when that one thing's done, then I go, okay, great. That's done. What's the next thing? And I just can't take the whole week as a whole and think about it, or I I just get overwhelmed right now. Yeah, yeah. We're recording this the launch week of Resilient, so behind the scenes, a lot is going on there. Mm-hmm. There's live streams, and there's an app, and that's already launched, and this in the final development stages for the latter parts of it. And yeah, Alex, to your point, like. I am knee, I was going to say knee deep, but I'm like no, over my head, over your head <laughs> in this, in these projects. And they're all about resilience. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've got great information flowing in as I work on all the projects and, and for my heart. But, but I'm also finding my own reserves are pretty empty because it's so intense right now. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I feel like I should be Mm-hmm. I've got all the information on resilience and even knowing it isn't the same as practicing it. And, and so I'm realizing, man, 
yeah, I, I've got to be kind to myself mm-hmm. in the midst of this. And one thing I was saying to Kelly last night is the best I can do is all I can do. And if I, my old mantra was probably in my head, something like, if you don't do it all, you fail, mm-hmm. you miss the mark, you lose. And it's like, we're all running on low. So John, you gave our staff a, an unedited copy of Resilient back in the fall. And I think that was October. Um, so we read that um, together individually, but together uh, back in October. And um, I was reading it out of a place of wellness and strength and like, um, it was good. And I appreciated the words on the page, but it was almost as if they were written for the people struggling. And because I wasn't struggling at the time, it was just like, oh yeah, this is good. This is going to be very helpful for folks out there. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we like eight months later? And um, I just, I was a couple weeks behind in the Ransomed Heart podcast. So just this week, I listened to the podcast where you read chapter one of the book and realized I am now your target audience. I am the person you are writing this for because over that eight months, my reserves have become very depleted and it's almost a new book for me. Um, Wow. Yeah. Like I don't remember reading this eight months ago because it's hitting me now as your yes the person that you've written the book for yes and i can agree with alex that there's a little bit of shame in that like oh shoot what happened i was doing so well yeah and this was just a great read and now it's like i'm in the emergency room and get needing treatment getting treatment yeah through the book yeah yeah and again friends the reason i asked jamie and Alan and Alex in is because these are mature people who live well, make good decisions, practice soul care, have a deep life in God. And it's like, hey, folks, if we're not doing great, we got a real strong sense that the rest of the world is either where we are now or is about to be. Mm because sometimes we do experience things a little bit beforehand and it's Jesus's way of sort of preparing us mm-hmm. even for podcasts like this. And like mm-hmm. the delay of resilient, resilient was supposed to come out like nine months ago. Yes. And I was late because my tanks were empty writing it. In fact, I asked Jesus if he could get me out of writing the book. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Actually, we had several very heated conversations about it. Jesus and I did where I'm like, please, please let me get out of this. I don't want to, I don't, I don't have anything, Lord. I don't want to write. And he's like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. (laughs) Calm down. But I did need to call the publisher and say, hey, I'm going to be late. You know, I need more breathing room to do this. I can't just gut this out right now. I need to do this over a more reasonable process. But what we were coming to the realization the other day was, whoa, maybe the delay is for Jamie and all of us where... It's the cascade effect. It's mm-hmm. the it's the two months after the car accident. It's mm-hmm. you know it's that thing. Yeah, I am shocked 
by that cascade effect. It feels like a long cascade. Yes. Much more than I would have expected. John, what what's your view of that? Because I know you had some heads up from Jesus in that, but would were you seeing that being the case or is that caught you by surprise? Yes and no. I think what's caught me by surprise is the personal thing, Alex. Yes. Yeah. Because we did. We as it we we circled up as a team. Yeah, we right. locked shields. We said, look, this, you know, the human race is going through a really difficult season. It's not only the pandemic and the politics and the tensions and stuff, but it is the spiritual. Yes. So let's pray and let's do all the things we did together. And we huddled up and lived well. Mm-hmm. We throttled back on projects. We canceled a few events just to say, look. This isn't heroism. It's just realism. Mm-hmm. We're just being realistic. Of we 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 don't got it. So let's let's plan well. In spite of that, I find myself now experiencing the depletion, mm-hmm. the cascade effect. So, like you, I think I'm a little surprised by that. Yeah, surprised by the effects of it. Mm-hmm. Frankly, a little concerned about the ease with which I'm just letting things go now. Mm-hmm. And this morning it was it was walking the dogs. I was telling Alan and Alex before we started recording. So we have two golden retrievers. I love them, um, but I am the I am the RD. I'm mm-hmm. the recreational director, <laughs> 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 and they hang on my every move. Like, are we going outside? <laughs> You're gonna throw the ball. What are we doing now? Um, and in in the early summer, I love our early morning walk because mm-hmm. I can I can get out of our neighborhood and get up into an open space before anybody else is there. Mm-hmm. And by eight, it's crowded. But you know, six in the morning, it's empty. I can let the dogs off the leash. They have a ball. Yes. I walk and pray. And this morning, I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so the dogs are looking at me, and I'm like, stop looking at me. <laughs> needy, needy, needy. You're always needing something. And but the point being that I know that walk is life-giving. I know I find God out there. I know my soul does well in nature. But it's just so easy to give it up and go, meh. I'm seeing signs now of the deeper fatigue. Yeah. That's what has me concerned. I can so relate because I'm I'm seeing the same type of concern in my own life recently. And the best word that I've found so far to put to it is um, I'm concerned about this apathy that is creeping up in daily life and choices that I need to make. It's not actually apathy because I actually do care about these things. It's more of I don't quite have the energy to care as much as I would normally do. And so I'm letting things slide. I could give you a couple just real life examples. Um, I care very deeply about feeding my family well, and I actually love cooking and I like to provide nutrient dense foods for me and for them. And recently dinner time is rolling around and I have no plan whatsoever. And so we might turn to takeout for the night, which in and of itself doesn't need to be looked at as a bad thing, but that's happening more often. Yes. And there are other choices that I'm making that I just find myself going, I just don't have the energy for that. 
recently I had surgery on my hip. And prior to committing to that surgery, I said, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be in it a hundred percent for recovery, like Mm -hmm. going to do all the things that I need to do to get back from the surgery. And that was going really well for a couple months. And now I'll be laying in bed at night going, I didn't, I didn't do my PT today, which one night, Mm -hmm. that's not a big deal. I can catch that tomorrow. But as it starts creeping up and I just find myself putting more and more things that are life-giving to the back burner, I'll get to it tomorrow, I'll get to it next week, maybe next month I'll have the space for that. And that kind of snowball effect that I see forming concerns me. Yeah, It's not one decision, it's the, the way those choices are accumulating. Yes. Yeah, Jamie. I think I feel the same in that I've almost, it's it's not quite apathy for me, but I've normalized this rhythm of I work really hard during the day. I fall into bed at night. Kelly laughs because we have a Tempur-Pedic. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of foam. So she can't feel it, but she'll just see me like a tree falling down. <laughs> like I don't get into bed gently. I just collapse and fall into bed. And then I feel like I fall into the next morning. And I just, it, it's like, here we go again. And it's, it's exhausting in the way I'm doing it as well as maybe the rhythm of the day because it becomes over time this normalization of that's just kind of life. You, I have very low reserves. I give it all. I crash. I wake up feeling behind, fall into the day, give it all. Yeah. And very, I've given up um, in recent months like pleasure reading, uh, listening to music, sitting out on the deck, watching. Do you still sun. go to the gym? I know the gym used to be really life-giving to you. I know. Hope last night we were talking and she said, um, she's working out every day. And she goes, I've realized though I can't work out every day because if I don't rest, my muscles can't actually grow stronger. And so I have to build and rest. And I said, yeah, I've been on a two-year rest program. (laughs) It's not working for me. The muscles aren't doing anything. Yeah. No, I've, I've let that go. And not so much consciously, but just over time, day, every decision, every day built on another day. And it's so not a part of my normal anymore. I don't even think about Mm. it. It's gone from, gosh, I miss it to, did I ever used to work out? Yes. And so, yeah, that's the period I'm in right now. Yeah, I'm sorry Mm -hmm. for that, for you and and for all of us as we're describing the things that that we're experiencing, but we're putting this out there for you, our friends, because I know this is true. I know this is true for the saints, and I know it's true for humanity right now. And so we were, you know, all this conversation that you're hearing today went on after we turned the mics off last time. It's been going on over the course of several weeks, just different moments of, hey, wow, I'm also realizing this, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And here's what I thought the enemy was doing. I knew that the pandemic was a kind of like a setup because we came into it exhausted. You know, 
get your life back and that whole message about you really need to take care of your soul, you need to do things that are good for you. That was all before mm-hmm. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. The pause app and learning to pause and breathe and release everything to Jesus and restore your union. That was before the pandemic. So we were broadcasting and talking about the need for replenishment, renewal through union with Christ before the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we came into it, you know, not great, and then really wrung out through a couple of years of just super high stress and uncertainty and navigating just all, all new normals, just new normals for your kids, for everything. It's John Dale walked into <laughs> staff prayer yesterday wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it was very kind. He doesn't have COVID, but he had a sore throat and he thought, hey, I just want to, he needed to be here for launch day uh, of Resilient, but he, and he didn't want to miss staff prayer, but he was being very kind to everybody, he sort of sit at a distance. He had a mask on. What, what was your reaction? It was a little traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. Like, oh no, we're back to that. <laughs> Come on. It, it was. It was triggering. Like, at first I thought it was like he was a joke. It was yeah, sort of like yeah. a playful thing. Yeah. And I couldn't laugh. I'm like, not yeah. funny. Yeah. 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 And a woman told me the most poignant story last week. She was reflecting on young children going through the pandemic. And their first school experiences, if they were just into preschool, kindergarten, mm-hmm. in the thing, th- their first school experiences were pandemic situation, right? Mm-hmm. And so the little boy, the little toddler, now wears a mask every day, just around the bottom of his chin. It's not over his face anymore, but it's pulled around just the bottom of his chin. He needs it every day to feel wow. secure. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Okay, so that's the cascade effect that we're talking about. You know, it's in our rear view mirror, but it's not, not the effects of it in all sorts of ways, in our physiology and in our emotional life, in our reserves and in our spirituality. Anyway, I knew the enemy had really set us up to to wear us down. And I thought it was primarily towards disappointment and then desolation. People are going to run out, get their concerts back, get their tacos back, get their vacations and think, I'm good now, right? We're good now. Mm -hmm. And then they're hitting. It's kind of your story, Jamie. It's like, hey, eight months ago, I was actually doing well. Now I'm not. And uh uh-oh. And I thought, okay, that's the vulnerable moment to the things we've been talking about in terms of desolation. But the epiphany that took place after the microphones were off last week for me was, holy cow, what it is. We, we are too tired to choose God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too, too tired to pray. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm so excited about the 30 Days to Resilience that's on the Pause app. It's the most beautiful experience. Yes. Music, imagery, guided prayer, quiet. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. But as I'm telling folks about it, I can just see that look on their face of one more thing. Mm, yeah. That was me. Absolutely. Like, oh, I'm probably going to need to do this in order to keep up with the staff and what we're doing. And, and I resisted it. I've had the opportunity to jump in early 
and didn't because it was one more thing. Right. But I did this morning and it was so easy and gentle and life-giving. I had kind of built it up as work, but that was not my experience. Mm. It was actually Mm. nine minutes of calm, peaceful rescue. Mm. But isn't that telling for all of us that eight, nine minutes feels like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, That's it's a big ask. Yeah. It's a big ask, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the concern I have, and I'm wondering if you're seeing it as well, is that what we need now more than ever is very simply God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> his life, his love, his kingdom, our union with him, all, all that he pours forth to us, mm-hmm. right? But choosing God and choosing the things that bring us God, like an eight-minute you know, thing in the morning, feel for most of us on most days like, oh, man. Yep. John, I think the, what Jamie named earlier ties into that with the apathy. That's where I w- would name it for myself and what feels like there's the reality of the exhaustion, right? But then there's what the enemy comes in with on yes. top of it. Yes. And the on top of it feels like that just apathetic. I don't have the energy to care. And then you just start making those small agreements mm-hmm. of, yeah, I guess I guess I'm just tired or I guess I'm just, maybe I'm done. Maybe I'm done. Maybe this isn't the thing for me anymore. You know, whatever the context is and whatever the agreement well, is. Well, you see, it starts, starts on the in. outer, it starts on the outer borders. It's right. the gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe I'm just done with that season in my life. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and so you give that up, but then it mm-hmm. starts moving in closer, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And it's dinners and it starts moving into like, whoa, wait a second. Like I'm not even cooking as much. And, and then it starts moving even, this is what I'm concerned about. And then it starts mm-hmm. moving into the epicenter, right? which is God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the, the life that we practice in him, it's, it's not necessarily going to unbelief. It's just going to... I don't, I don't want to go to church. I, I don't want to pray. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to listen to anything right now. I just, And that's the insidiousness of it, John, because when you get to that point, what I've found in myself is, and then it's hard to have the energy to pray against it, mm-hmm. right? Right. And cut off the agreements that are, that are sneaking in. Mm-hmm because I don't have the energy for that either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's the way out of that? Yeah. yeah. I'm asking for myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And every listener is hanging on that as well. So as I'm reading through the book of Daniel, I, I was curious about this figure called desolation that's operating at the end of the age. And Daniel warns about this figure. This is how the enemy is going to manifest towards the end is this desolation and desecration and, um, And because we believe that the human heart, the heart of God's people now is the temple. And so I'm like, wait a second, what does that mean for us? And and then there's this phrase that Daniel uses where he says, and he will wear the saints down. Mm -hmm. 
and it just leapt <laughs> off the page. Man, doesn't it feel like that? Yeah. It's like, that's it. That's it. I was talking to a dear friend of the ministry yesterday, one of our intercessors, and a really, and this is a really mature, really godly woman. And she said, yeah, that thing in the newsletter about he will wear the saints down. She's like, that thing is tattooed on my forehead. Mm-hmm. Wow. She's like, I feel like I've been wearing that for the last, you know, several months. So here we are. This is the moment. We just wanted to expose it first, mm-hmm. name it, come back in the studio and say, hey, wait, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's more to this narrative than we laid out last time. And to say those choices that we make in the epicenter, the choices that we make to reconnect with God, do not disappoint mm-hmm. because they, they begin the reversing of the whole syndrome because they give you a little bit of life. They give you a little bit of juice to then make the next step and then the next one, right? So you're not going to jump straight back to the gym, right? Okay? Mm-hmm. But Jamie's experience this morning in the 30 Days app, I think was a really beautiful example of. Just relief. And I've been resisting that. It is that thing trying to get into the epicenter. I've been resisting it by drinking a steaming hot cup of hubris and trying to pull myself up by the bootstraps for the past few months. Um, and that's, I'm not able to do that anymore. So I just, I, I found myself this morning just asking for forgiveness of the ways I have resisted God and said, mm. I just can't do that. I'll do it myself. Um, and I think it's taken me to where I'm at the edge and I can no longer do it by myself. So I believe, forgive my unbelief. And yes. and it really was just nine minutes of ease and beauty, which is exactly what I needed. Yes. It didn't solve all of the problems that I've been having and it didn't replenish my reserves tank to the full, but it was a really gentle start of that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's like protect the epicenter. So several things you said, Jamie, when you use that description of it, feels like this is trying to creep into the epicenter. Yes, yes. I mean, that Mm. that just gives me the willies because I know that creep. I know that. It's like getting too close Mm -hmm. to home. I can give up walking the dogs for a while but mm-hmm. I cannot give up my life with God mm-hmm. yes, or everything else will crumble. Right. Right. And so gang, I hope what you're hearing in this podcast is first off, it's not just you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Secondly, we don't know how much of this weariness is actually spiritual, but we know that some of it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's trying to get into the epicenter, protect the epicenter, mm-hmm. protect the epicenter, mm-hmm. make, make those small choices. And you did today, you, t- you tuned us in. So yeah. well done, everybody, way to go. Hopefully this is life-giving, but like, I think that's what I'm aware of right now, protect the epicenter and, and make the small choices yeah. that do keep you with God, because from there, 
we can begin to recover, rejuvenate, mm-hmm. grow stronger, not out of self-effort, but out of the resilience that God provides from his life within us. So the timing, the timing of 30 days to yeah. resilient, and if you haven't heard us describe that, so we, we built a thing called the Pause app uh, before the pandemic. It was such a God mm-hmm. gift, and it's very lovely. It's very gentle. You can, it's literally, you can choose the one minute pause, 60 seconds, and you just pause and receive God. Or you can do a three or a five, there's 10 minute pauses. But then into that, we just built this beautiful program of morning and evening sessions, 30 days towards resilience. And it's it's going to be this phenomenal journey. It begins very, very gently. It goes into some emotional resilience, some mental resilience, deep um, union with Jesus over the course of that. So that's what we're talking about that Jamie found so life-giving. Mm-hmm. And I thought we got this wonderful, wonderful uh, testimony that came in uh, that Jamie showed me this morning. Here's what a woman wrote into us. For the past two days, I've woken up before my 5.30 alarm and in those sleepy moments upon waking, I've had very specific thoughts about this book. Uh, She's talking about Resilient, which she hadn't read yet. The first day I thought, oh, I wish the pause app had some of the prayers from Resilient on it. (laughs) (laughs) parentheses I've been listening to the podcast but haven't gotten the book yet and then I went to use the app and there it was a whole 30 day journey of resilient prayers and meditation I love it I love Jesus for setting me up like that Uh I love that story and then she says the next day I woke up thinking of the ancient Christian truth that I am united to God like a drop in the ocean I am one with him. And at the same time, he is like the whole ocean in a drop as he fills me with himself. As I pondered this, I listened to day two and had to laugh at the goodness of God. Union with him is the theme for the day. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Jesus is taking me on a journey and he's excited to show me more. I'm truly loving this series. Thank you. And then she says also, huge thank you for having multicultural voices, reading and praying in the app. My heart is so full. This is so important. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So protect the epicenter gang. Like there mm-hmm. are some things you can do still to just like, don't let this thing keep creeping in. Yes. Till it just takes everything. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't know where to start, get the app, do the 30 days. I think the really beautiful thing about the way you guys built that is it is like a life raft for people. It, all they have to do is grab the side, right? Mm-hmm. And and it will help. It's It doesn't require much. It It's turn it on mm-hmm. and be present to it. Yes. And it will have an effect. Yes. Yeah. So I want to get t-shirts made, protect the epicenter. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that just feels like that's the flag we're going to fly right now. Mm-hmm. Protect the epicenter. Because from that then, from, from our union, from his love, from his provision, the gospel is good news. And gospel resilience is not bootstraps. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not extreme discipline. It's not sucking mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know. It, it is receiving 
the presence of God into our need, into our humanity, receiving it. And then from that place, yes, then you want to make dinner. Yeah. You talked about, I think this was in chapter three that you read on the podcast, that it's not something you conjure. It is something that is bestowed. Yes. And that stood out to me so much because I need bestowing. There's nothing I have left to conjure right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Yes. That was so good. Yes. So before we go today, let's just ask for it. We're just going to all pray together um, here in the studio and with you listening. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, put a hedge mm-hmm. around the epicenter. Mm-hmm. Put a hedge of your fire and your glory, God, your love around the epicenter, that this weariness and malaise must be pushed out. Mm -hmm. Lord, this feeling that we don't want to choose things that will restore and strengthen, we we reject it. Mm -hmm. And what we are asking for is exactly what you promise in Ephesians 3. May God your Father, creator of heaven and earth, strengthen you by his spirit in your inmost being. May Jesus fill your heart. That's what we ask for, God. For all of our friends listening, we ask it for ourselves. Catch us in this moment. Mm -hmm. Catch us making agreements with this creeping thing. Restore, renew, revive. Show us the path to life. The psalmist says, you have made known to me the path of life. Show us the path, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 